Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Great Obsession Podcast. I'm Riley, and I am delighted to welcome my guest co-host for today, Abby Tree. Woohoo! So excited. Woo-hoo. I cannot introduce you without saying your last name. It, I, I did know, it on the Summer I, I Turned Pretty episode, too. That's who I am. You know. It's just it's just who you are. A tree. <laughs> it's okay. I I've never changed your name in my phone from your maiden name. And, oh, slay. Um every time I see it, um, I think it's funny because my I used to when we were in college, I used to like say, Hey Siri, call Riley. And uh-huh. um she would always say, Calling Relie and it just uh-huh. so now every time I see your name in my phone I'm like, hmm, Relie. And it, Oh, it's Relie. So you're Relie to me. Not that's how face, Siri but... has always said my name. So yeah, that's like my my alter ego. Yeah, it's it's like your dark <laughs> persona. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we're not talking about dark personas today. We're talking about Heartstopper, the most uh, heartwarming uh, show on this earth. So I'm so excited to talk about it. So um, I'm really excited to have Abby on today because um, Sam has had a very busy September. So. We thought this was a great opportunity to talk about Heartstopper because I have just barely watched it and Abby is a huge fan. So this episode will contain spoilers for season one and season two of Heartstopper because I watched both of them so that Abby and I could talk about the whole show and the arc of the all the characters throughout both seasons. So if you haven't seen both seasons, go watch them and come back. Um, oh, also before we dive in what are you drinking um i am being lame and drinking water <laughs> uh which is very out of character for me i am constantly dehydrated and constantly caffeinated but i'm a little too caffeinated on diet coke right now so i had to get rid of my shakes with some water yeah you gotta cleanse sad gotta cleanse <laughs> <laughs> so i can drink more tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> woohoo uh, well, I'm drinking a raspberry rose poppy because there's no caffeine in it, so it's safe for me so to be cute. drinking this at 8.30 p.m. when we're recording. Wow, so cute. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't even, like, know where to start with this show other than to say that I'm obsessed. Probably because I literally just finished watching it, so it's, like, all the excitement yeah, is still what's in like my your, body. What's your 10-second, like, little review? You know? My 10-second review is that I thought it was fantastic. Something unique about it is that there was a lot of, like, just cute, small moments and, like, shenanigans, which I Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of TV shows are missing these days because everything has to be so suspense and action and whatever. So I loved that. And despite all of the, the, like, you know, little shenanigans, I felt like it was really engaging the whole time. And all of the characters were really complex and just overall really well done i can't think of anything negative to say about it i'm so excited um i think what we should do is i think we should start with the characters okay um i think that i i would say that charlie's the main character um Mm -hmm. of the show it sometimes it's especially in season two it's pretty even but i would Mm -hmm. say that it leans a little bit more with charlie being the main character um so i think we should start with him and okay so, what are Perfect. your thoughts on Charlie? What did you like about Charlie? What did you notice about him? What do you think is interesting about him? He's really cute. That's, like, my main um, <laughs> yeah. word to describe him is he's always just so cute. He's always... Precious. Uh, he's really precious. Protect him at all costs. Yeah. And I felt like watching his journey through the show was really interesting because 
when I heard this was a, uh, I mean, people will talk about this as like a show for the gays. And so I was kind of expecting going in um, that it was going to be like someone's coming out story, which it is uh, among a lot of other things. But when we were introduced to Charlie, I was surprised that like he was already out. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be watching like a main character coming out. So I thought it was really cool that we got to see like a journey about a gay main character that wasn't just about them coming out. Because obviously that's an important part of their story, but not the whole story. Totally. And I I believe Alice Oseman, she's the author of the webcomic, and she was very heavily involved with the show. Um, I believe she said something like, this was, it's always meant to be, like the primary focus is that it's a love story. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. supposed to be like a simple, you know, innocent pure love story and I think that's really true um couple fun facts I'm just gonna be giving you fun facts because I know so much yeah please give me all the research too much um so (laughs) Charlie's played by Joe Locke um Uh who's from Isle of Man in the UK okay like kind of a smaller place and this is his first role oh my gosh all the main characters are actually teenagers like they were all cast as teenagers which I think is really cool um yeah and this was, like, his first audition, his first anything. Oh and gosh, so I just think he's so talented. He's so, yeah. and he's so precious and cute. That's really co- crazy that it was his first role. I'm really I impressed with his acting. I know. Me too. And, like, um, one thing that he said about his character, too, is that, like, in an interview he was asked, like, what have you learned from Charlie? And he said that one of the things that he's learned from Charlie is how courageous he is. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really true because even though Charlie is quiet in sometimes, like, especially in like bigger, you know, bigger group things, yeah, like with his close friends, he can be pretty quiet and reserved, but he's Mm -hmm. still really brave, you know, like the, he's willing to put himself out there. Like, I always think about the first kiss scene in season Mm -hmm. one. I Mm -hmm. love that scene. I think like, you know, when he's like, they're hanging out together in like that big ballroom and he's like Mm -hmm. you know asking nick about his crushes and he's like would you ever kiss somebody who wasn't a girl and would you kiss me like i would never yeah (laughs) that was so i was so just like in awe at that moment like wow he is really brave because this whole time everyone's been telling him like oh you know nick is nick's not into you yeah he's yeah straight yeah but charlie like really you know, was confident in what he was feeling and, like, the vibes he was getting and really put himself out there. Okay, I want to talk about Nick a little bit before we talk more about Charlie, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, what did you think of Nick? Like, first impression of Nick? I I think what I kind of first noticed is that, you know, he's supposed to be this, like, rugby star or whatever, but it's pretty clear, like, from the start that he's not, like, you know, a typical jock personality. Like, he wasn't... Yeah. I just feel like off the bat, when, you you know, we go into Nick's journey where he realizes, like, I don't know that I've ever been myself around my friends before. Like, I'm yeah. just now kind of re- discovering myself. I think that was really clear in the beginning because his character was kind of, um, I don't know, just, like, kind of unclear besides, like, nice boy who plays rugby. Which, and then he really, like, opens up. Yeah. And I think that's such a true representation of, like, I mean, I've never been a teenage boy, but I have been a teenager. And yes. I think that's such a a universal experience of being like, okay, I thought, you know, learning that who you are is not necessarily what you like to do, that mm-hmm. it's more than that. And you can, you're also, you can be a complex person and you 
can have different things that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean, that's what I said in the beginning, is I feel like the, the characters are all so complex in their own way. And yeah. so I really liked that, like, as I, as we get to know Nick, we realize that he's a really complex person and that he he's really got going through that kind of journey of self-discovery that all teenagers have yes for sure and i think um i think one of the most pivotal scenes at least from season one for nick is when he Uh comes out to his mom Mm -hmm. um oh that scene was so i i cry every time i watch that scene i i just love i think one of the things i just love about this show so much is like how um Charlie, like, falls first, you know, like, he has mm-hmm. the crush first, and mm-hmm. then he falls so much harder, like, yeah, it's so does. fun to see, like, how quickly he just becomes obsessed with him, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I just love that. Isn't that what we all want, is just somebody to be obsessed with us? Ah, Totally. And, like, especially in the beginning, he's, like, obsessed with him, but he's, he doesn't really realize what he's feeling. Yeah. But he just knows he, like, wants to be around Charlie all the time, which is so cute. Like, there's the scene when they, like, are watching the movie, and he, like, puts his hand over, and he's like, I want to hold his hand. I don't know yeah. what's going on there, but I do. And, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I also... have in my notes, because I was, like, taking reaction notes, and I put, the gay panic hand holding scene. <laughs> I know. And, like, there's the, when he comes over to his house, when Charlie comes over to Nick's house, and he, like, was worried about getting his hair cut, and, like, that it looks oh, uh-huh. weird. Uh-huh. And he goes, like, no, you look... It looks really good. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Every time I die, I'm like, boy, you know what you're doing? <laughs> he caught himself there. Caught I himself. also think Nick's face is super expressive because there's so many parts where, like, like I'm thinking of one specific scene when they're, like, coming out of the movie theater and yeah. all the boys are, like, kind of starting to be mean to Charlie and, and they're kind of jostling Nick around, like, wanting him to be part of the joke and you can just see on his face he gets this like wide-eyed like he's like i don't know what to do yeah yeah where he just like freezes up and doesn't know what to do but you can tell he's uncomfortable you would see that so much especially in that first season where there's so many situations where he's like ah like he's yeah the gay panic like he doesn't know what totally where he like he's feeling or what to like do with what he's feeling yeah which is why like season one is so Season one is so precious because you see both of them, like, realizing that they like each other. And, like, Charlie tries to fight it for a while, too. He's like, he's just my friend. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We can just be friends. I don't have to, you know, whatever. Right. And you just watch them grow closer and realize how much they care about each other. And it's just so pure, you know? Yeah. Very And then I wholesome. think season two is so good because you see them actually like i i can't remember which cast member said this but some cast member said in an interview that one of the things they really like about this show is that it is an example of teenagers responding appropriately to conflict Mm. and not like not like totally blowing up but also they're not adults you know yeah so they they make decisions that a real teenager would make but they're not like bad decisions you know yeah that's a a really good point i'm like thinking now about all of the conflict and the ways that it gets handled like i think like the fight in in the movie theater episode i think is a good example like what Mm -hmm. kid would not just turn around and sock 
Oh, totally. Like, like, I was rooting for him to do it. I was rooting for him, too. Like, he was being such a butthead, you know? Yeah. And and then there's stuff, like, which we can move on a little bit to Tao. Um, Mm -hmm. Like... I find Tao's character so relatable, <laughs> like, and I, I hate it that I do, but, like, that emotion of seeing your friend either be with somebody that you think is going to hurt them, or just somebody you don't like, or even just start to date somebody in general, and you, like, feel like you're being left behind, and I just mm-hmm. think it's a totally normal teenage young reaction to have, is to be, like, annoyed and bitter about it, and want to talk trash to your other friend. And when your friend is being nice about it, you're like, stop it. Talk trash with me. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, like, what do you find relatable about Tao? And I th- I definitely think the, like, his response to his friends kind of getting in relationships was relatable. But was there any other aspects of his character specifically that you, like... His awkwardness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... I think he's a really, one thing I love about Tao is just he, he's a flawed person, but Mm -hmm. he's genuinely such a good friend, you Mm -hmm. know, like he cares so much about Charlie and he, he feels so bad that he's the reason that he got outed. Yeah. And he just like is constantly trying to make sure that Charlie's okay and like, you know, and he doesn't always do it perfectly. Like in season one, he realizes that, you know, him picking these fights with Harry is actually making it worse. Mm-hmm. And so, but he tries, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. just such a human thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also like how he's kind of this combination of, like, awkward and, you know, unsure of himself, but also really funny. He's very <laughs> There's funny. There's so many scenes in season one, any time that he is, like, kind of picking a fight with Harry and they're going back and forth. His comebacks are so good. His comebacks funny. were so good. I think there were, like, a couple of your mom jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Your mom! <laughs> yeah, your mom. Yeah, yeah he and really had me laughing through season one. I will say, though, his hair in season <laughs> one... The little, like, the I don't know what to call it. it they look yeah. like banana peels to me. Like, <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot handle it. There was a bunch of people on Twitter, or whatever Twitter is now, um, said, like, when season two came out, and there's the episode where he cuts his hair, everybody was, like, cheering, like, yeah, he cut his hair. He's finally, because I think the actor is, like, pretty good looking. But mm-hmm. that hair really was not doing him any favors. Like, <laughs> I honestly liked it. I thought it just, it, I don't know, added to kind of his quirkiness. Yeah. Like this weird quirky haircut. But he when he cut it, I was like, oh, no, that's a better look for you. Yeah. It, it was kind of like, I think it did lend to the, like, it reminded me that, oh, this was a graphic novel, you know? Yes. Like, it was cartoonish. You it know? was cartoonish. So, speaking of that, I really enjoyed how there's little cartoons, like, elements all I know, throughout. the cute little leaves Yeah, and, like, little fireworks yeah. and sparks whenever, like, especially in season one when they're, when um, Nick and Charlie are, like, close to holding hands and there's little sparks. I was like, this is such so a perfect cute. addition to, the, like, this scene. I know. And it, I think it totally makes, like, you feel the emotion. You know, you're like, sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know the whole time I was, like, squealing, giggling, kicking my feet. Yeah. So cute. Also, um, uh, after watching season one, but before watching season two, did you 
expect Tao and Elle to get together? Yes, because I well I've read the comic, so oh you've read the comic. I have oh, read I didn't the realize comic. That. Um, it's, wait, how closely does this follow the comic? So closely, it is oh. like in some things it's like frame for frame, but she mixed up like she changed the order of a couple things in the show. Okay, but and I'm I'm pretty sure she wrote the script. She's writing the scripts. Oh, so wow! I love when authors are actually heavily involved in the it, adaptations of their work. It makes it so good, so so, so much so better. Good. So yeah, it. I knew that they were gonna get together. I what did you what do you think of them as a couple? I don't know. Their their relationship was actually kind of confusing to me. I love Elle as a character. Yes. But I'm their relationship her Oh my gosh, I know. And all her looks too. I like know. her her outfits were incredible. She was just like serving iconic. Um and I and I really felt like her kind of aesthetic was really giving artist. So Yes. Yes. It was very on brand. But her and Tao, like, they have, they definitely have chemistry, and they had a really great friendship dynamic. Like, they were so funny together. And it's, like, it was so easy. The The physical contact uh, when they were in, when they were friends, they would just walk around, like, with her holding his arm or whatever, and it, like, wasn't weird. And then when they started dating, I don't know, like, I was just kind of confused about their trajectory in the second season because we know that Elle is super into him, but then he finally asks her on a date, and she she doesn't really say anything besides, like, I don't like that you did this just for me. And then there, she, like, doesn't communicate any feelings, and I was like, girl, wait, yeah. do you still even like him? Like, the way you're treating him yeah. is not as if you like him. Yeah. I think part of that plays into, because, like, at the beginning of season two, like, she's like, I like him, but I don't know what to do about it, and Tara and Darcy are like, just flirt with him, girl. And so she does, and then he asks her on this date, and I think, like, on the date, he tries really hard, but he's, like, not being himself, and she feels awkward and weird about it. And so Mm -hmm. I think she just kind of doubts whether or not it's, like, a good thing, Mm. you know? And I think she kind of goes, like, ooh, I'm nervous, and I'm scared, and I don't want to get hurt. Um, Yeah. And I don't want to, like, I'd rather. So I, I agree with you. I think that she's pretty reserved a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I do think it's interesting, their relationship, because I agree with you. Like, while they are just friends, they're so communicative, and they talk Mm -hmm. about everything, and they share, and they're just so involved and cute. And then I feel like towards the end of season two, they're just making out the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) like, I mean, get it, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) But but I kind of was like, okay, like, is this relationship one that's going to be like and then die you know because it yeah like got too big too fast and then they're gonna be like hmm i don't know i don't know i will have to see in season three if it like is more developed i don't know yeah i know i'm i'm unsure of where that's going to go because well she's I going just, to a different school too right so they're like gonna be apart and they have such like a deep friendship and connection with each other that, uh, like, it seems like that should translate well into a relationship, but you're right, like, most of the end of season two was just them. Mackin'. Making out, and we didn't, we didn't see a lot of really, like, Poor Charlie had to pee at that party, or... and he just had to hold it in, I apparently. know, <laughs> and they kicked him out. I was like, bro. It's like, look at I mean, pee. it was cute. I did really love the scene towards the end when, um, 
when Tao is, like, dancing in his room. Yeah. And his mom comes in and he tells her that he's dating Ellen. His mom is so excited. That scene I love was that. so cute. So from, like, a representation standpoint, one thing I've heard a lot about this show that people really love is how it is just simply not discussed what um, Tao's, like, sexual orientation is. Yeah. And how people are like, yes, finally trans representation as it should be, where... There's no talking about, like, if I like L, am I gay? He just likes L. And it's not, like, complex. Right. And nobody in either of their lives makes a big deal out of it. No one's making it a thing. And I love that. I am so here for... Like, I think that's one thing about this show that they do a really good job is some of these relationships... Like, I think it's important to show with some of the relationships how there are so many challenges. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's so refreshing to have an example for people to look to of like you could have people in your life who are actually really supportive mm-hmm. and if there are people that you trust and that you're willing to open up to them they might not care you know yeah and you might be able to just have a happy life you know and you don't have to suffer <laughs> basically yeah yeah definitely there's a lot of there's a lot of really great depiction of just like queer joy and, yeah. you know, like, acknowledgement that they are dealing with challenges surrounding that, but, but also like, that, showing like, so but much of happy. just the joy and happiness yeah. and friendship and, that's why and connection. They, yeah, and that's why they're willing to deal with all the crap. Mm-hmm. is because yeah. there's joy. Because it know? brings, yeah, because of, you know, what it brings them, the joy that brings them. And I liked that about Elle's character as well, because when, like, in the beginning they introduce her as a trans character, I was like... I, I don't know. I was just curious where that was going to go because I have not seen very many shows where trans characters are depicted without it being like a big deal. Yeah. She's just out. She moved schools. It sucked here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she moved schools because people were being transphobic. Yeah. And that's like really all that gets said. And and I liked that. I thought it was refreshing that like, like you said, she's just a girl living her life, navigating her relationships. And yeah. it's you know, being trans is an important part of her identity, but it's not her entire identity, which I think a lot of times queer characters in general get, you know, pigeonholed into this. Just in other stories where, you know, the queer character is like a side character and it becomes like their whole thing that they're queer. But it's not like it's, it's not her only, the only part of her identity. It's, she has so many other things that make her, her. And I, I love that. I know, I hope we get to see more of, like, her relationship with, like, her parents, and yeah. I don't know, I just feel like we didn't get a ton of her, like, backstory, and I'm really curious yeah. about it. And there's not really tons about her backstory in the comic, from what I remember either. Okay. I, so kind of moving on to Tara and Darcy, yeah. kind of as Elle's friends in, uh-huh. um, oh, what's the other school called? I can't remember. Uh, um, Higgs? The girls, Higgs, yeah, at the girls' yeah. school. Um, look at you. <laughs> Stop, I'm so proud. Man, I can't believe last time I was here, I was such a hater on The Summer I Turned Pretty. I know. <laughs> I was like, you guys did convince me in the end, but this time I'm total opposite. I'm just like, ah, rainbows. Which I don't know. Yeah, so this excited. time we're talking about a show that you actually really love. <laughs> I promise I'm not a grump all the time. Um, okay, so this is one of my very few criticisms about the show, and I'm curious what okay. you think. I, like, I love the characters of Tara and Darcy, uh-huh. And I individually love the actresses of that play them. I do not feel like they have good chemistry. 
I, you know, I hadn't thought that to myself because I hadn't thought very hard about it. But I would agree. I was never, like, really feeling the sparks in their scenes the way I was with other characters. And I kind of thought it was just because they were, like, pretty much already together from the start of season one. Like, we didn't get to watch, you know, them come together and develop feelings. But just now thinking about it, I think they're definitely also... Oh, my gosh. Like, There's a cockroach black. in my house. Oh, <laughs> ew! Is I'm it a big one? standing on my chair. <laughs> okay. <sighs> we're back. Breathe. We're back. Abby had to kill a cockroach, but she survived. I survived. Oh my gosh, I hated that. Where um, were we? We were talking oh, about Tara and Darcy. Darcy. So, I, I think, like, so there are scenes for me that I'm like, it just doesn't hit the same way. So, the one scene that I think does work is when they're at Harry's birthday party, and there's that song that goes off, and then they start making out on the dance floor, and mm-hmm. I was like, I love it, love it. Yeah, but I, I love that like, scene. It was the whole party around them and the music, I think, just makes it so dynamic and an mm-hmm. interesting shot. But the other times, there's, like, I don't know, in season one, they have some cute moments, like, in the band room and all that kind of stuff that I thought was good. I think it's mostly season two, like, in Paris, like, after the birthday party when Darcy gets sick. Oh, and yeah. telling each other that they love each other. It just, like, didn't hit for me. There's the part in the last episode after, like, Darcy's been out all night. They're, like, saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I, for some reason, it just either, maybe it was the delivery of the lines or the chemistry itself. But it just didn't land for me the way I was hoping it would. I still yeah. love those characters, though. I know. I had hoped that scene would land, too, because I, I had actually seen that clip on Twitter when season two came out because I didn't know who the girls were, so it didn't spoil anything for me. But it was because Seven by Seven. Taylor Swift was in yeah. the scene. And, like, there's a Taylor Swift song in there, and it's still not. I know. Which, it doesn't to be hit honest, until it shows the whole friend group. And to be honest, why seven? I know. It's like a song like, about girlhood. It's a song about girlhood. And like the line I always think about with seven is like, uh, she says like, I used to scream anytime I wanted. And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the gist of that song for me is like, I used to be able to be just like a girl and now I have to mm-hmm. get grown up. And mm-hmm. I guess that could kind of be saying like, we used to just have our little world of love, and now we have to, like, deal with all the hard parts about love. Oh, but yeah. But I still don't feel like that's the right song for that moment. No, I I did think it was an odd choice. I mean, I love that song, so it still made me, like, feel things, especially when that song was playing and we were seeing all the rest of the friend group, you know, interacting and being happy. That was cute, especially, like, Nick and Charlie slow dancing. Aww. Yes, that's when so I was just, cute. like... About to cry tears of happiness. Like, Love. that song is so cute. That whole ending scene in, like, season two, uh, you know, where they're all at Nick's house is so... I think one thing that makes it... Which a lot of... There's a lot of scenes, too. Something that's really cool about the show. A lot of the time when it's, like, just group dynamic and it's not, like, plot-driven um, conversations, it's all ad-libbed. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So that Wait, whole part cool. where they're playing games, none of that is scripted. Nick and Charlie dancing wasn't scripted. Like, that's that's all just them. I know. And one thing that's just really shows 
I've, I've just watched every video imaginable about this, and I don't remember who said what, but I did watch a video of somebody was saying, like, so the Heartstopper cast is kind of like the characters in the show. Like, they all were just super young and met on this um, set, mm-hmm. and they're all really, most of them, at least from social media, it seems like they're all really close, and they, like, hang out a lot and stuff. And so... Um, somebody said, like, one thing that makes Heartstopper so good is that it just really captures that time of life where you have that close-knit group of friends mm-hmm. and everybody's so supportive and, like, how that's just so conducive to when you're going through so many changes mm-hmm. is that you have a group of people who understands that process. And then the person said, and that's why I hate them all because I don't have that group anymore and I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so true, bestie, so true. <laughs> Well, you know, that's so true, because I had the same thought. Like, I had a really great, tight-knit group of friends in high school who, obviously, I, I don't live by them anymore, and we're not in high school, and it's been 10 years, so I don't. We're not, it's not like that anymore. And uh, just seeing that dynamic of, like, just shenanigans and enjoying each other's company and being goofy. And just, and like, there for each other. Just, you yeah, know? getting to just, like, yeah, be there for each other and go through all these changes together, and it's, like, it's hard, but you know, you're there for each other no matter what. Yeah. It's just really sweet and made me yeah. miss that time of life. Yeah, me too. I just think it's such a good cast. Um, Tara and Darcy, I think their characters are really interesting. Yes. Like, um, I think they're kind of like a foil for Nick and Charlie in some ways because they're like what they think they want. But I really love when Tara has that conversation with um, Charlie in Paris and... Nick's like, I'm just jealous because you guys are out and you can hold hands and, like, show everybody your love. And um, and she's like, yeah, but I'm kind of jealous of you guys because you guys talk about stuff. Yeah. You know? I, I think it just goes to show that every relationship is different and every relationship has good things and they also have problems. And that yes. doesn't make the relationship a bad relationship. It just makes it real. Like, people aren't perfect. And, you know, Darcy isn't out to her family and obviously because her family sucks like that's why Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and she was she had this insecurity that tara wouldn't love her if she saw how messed up her life was you know and if she didn't see her as strong and Mm -hmm. it took her a while to open up about that i think that's pretty realistic i don't know no i think so too and i think that it was like a nice addition to because we didn't get a ton of like, character development from either Tara or Darcy in season one. It was mostly just, they kind of existed They're to just be a friend for, for Charlie. Yeah. And, yeah, and to be friends and I think, to Elle. Yeah, and to be friends, I think, to Nick. Yes. To show Nick that, like, there are other people out there that can that he can be friends with, that he can be himself with. That's not just yes. Charlie. They kind of, like, paved the way for him a little bit to come out, because, like, yeah. they were showing him what it's like to be in an openly gay relationship. Uh, I love that... Tara's the first person that he comes out to. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I think the other two... So the other characters that I want to talk about... Um, there's so many characters and it's so good. I know, so I want to talk about um, Isaac and Imogen. Well, let's just like talk about them kind of quickly. Imogen, I think... First of all, she's hilarious. I think she's she so... Is. The actress is so funny. She's the prettiest blue eyes. I think oh, she's so Oh, yeah. Pretty. She's so pretty. But I think she's so interesting... In terms of, like, just, like, that, that is teenage girl. <laughs> like. Yes. Relatable, you know. Yes. Of just kind of boy obsessed and, like, 
just doesn't get it. And she's she's immature and doesn't always say the right thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But she has good intentions and she's just trying. That girl is just trying to fight the battle and live every day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. She has she's navigates a lot of different, um, you know, relationship dynamics because first she, her dog died. Like. Her dog dies. <laughs> She tries to, you know, kind of pursue Nick, and he has to tell her, like, sorry, I don't like you, and then she ends up pursuing Ben, and thinking everything's good, and then it turns out to not be good, and then she really kind of learns to stand up for herself after that relationship with Ben, and, you know, when she breaks up with him, and then she kind of realizes that, like, oh, this, you know, this group of friends is, like, way more fun I thought also her interaction with the whole friend group dynamic is sweet because she kind of like she's not there all the time but when she does come they're just like so accepting and happy to have her yeah and it's clear that that like makes a difference for her and like she she feels that which is sweet yeah I agree um Isaac I think is another character who's just so interesting um because he I think season one Isaac and season two Isaac are very different Yes, I and was I was same thing. very glad that he got more of a character arc in season two. Yeah, because in season one, I I would anytime I saw him in the in a scene, I would be like, I kind of feel bad for this kid. He's just like there, and he's just like he's he's cute. He like is always grinning, and you know like going along with what everyone else is doing. But the whole time in season one, I was like, what is this kid thinking and feeling? Like we get nothing. Yeah. And so it was really the nice. The only thing we get is get the antiseptic wipe, you know, when he's like, you guys are sitting really close together. Like, oh, yeah. After yeah, the yeah. rugby game when he gets, <laughs> when Charlie gets hit. Yeah, because he's also, like, one of the first ones to, like, catch Charlie and Nick yes. together. And he just doesn't yes. question it. He's just like, yeah. hee hee, and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie's like, oh, he's not going to tell anyone. Like, they trust him. Yeah. So he's like... Definitely a really sweet friend, and they really, like, he definitely, like, brings something to their friend group, but he's such a, like, low-key personality that I I think the dynamic is pretty interesting. Yeah. I think his character arc in season two is so cool, because I just think it's really true that, I mean, I think it's kind of ironic, because the story's definitely, like, a romance, but I just think it's an interesting commentary that our society is so focused on romantic relationships. Yeah. And he has all these really great relationships in his life, you know? Yeah. He has all these really good friends. We don't know anything about his family, but, you know, he always seems happy. And it. I think it's interesting because, like you said, he's always smiling. He's always having a good time. Mm-hmm. And yet we're like, but where's his love story, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just kind of, like, implicitly think that and we like want that for him Mm -hmm. and I think it's like kind of hard for us as the audience to wrap our head around like maybe he doesn't want it Mm -hmm. you know and why would we want him to be in a relationship if that's not what he wants yeah which is um is cool because I I think there's so little ace representation in media at large and so it was really great to see Cause I know someone who's ace and she has said the same thing. Like she didn't even really know it was a thing. She thought that it just meant she was, something was wrong with her. And so we kind of see that same thing happen with Isaac where he's like, I think I'm broken. Like, I think something's wrong with me. And then when he's, um, 
in the library while everyone else is at prom and he sees that book that says yeah. ace and he yeah. like grabs it and just hugs it to his chest i and the almost cried i know yeah, or he has sparks. leaves come which <laughs> like, fun oh. fact another fact um alice Oseman, the author is i believe she is ace oh really yeah so i think that and and his character is not in the um comics oh wait that's interesting there's another character named Aled um, uh-huh. that is not in the series. He's in the but in the comics, he's in but the he's comics? not in the he's in the comics, but he's not in the show. So they, I think they kind of like swapped oh, him out for Isaac. Does he have a similar role to Isaac? Not really. Comics? He's a he's like a smaller role. In the yeah, comics. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that she added. Yeah, him. that's definitely really actually fascinating to know that he's not even in the comics and he was added into the show but i think his role especially in season two is so important because that kind of representation is really important so true i love when they're in the prom at the prom Mm -hmm. and like they're taking the pictures and he's like i don't want to take a picture by myself that's lame Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. charlie's like let's do an art room picture you know let's take a picture of us four friends and i just loved that moment that was really sweet yeah you know Really and that's sweet, what I think that's what we moment. need, you know, like if you know someone who's ace, just include them in your life. Yeah. And remind them that you care about them. I think that's what's important, you know. Don't yeah. be like, oh, sorry, we'll find you, you know. Like maybe you'll find the right person one day. Yeah, I'll be interested to see um, in season three. Has this show been renewed for season three? Do we know? It was renewed for two more seasons. So it was renewed for season oh, two and season three. God. Okay. And I think Alice has said that the whole storyline could be carried out in four seasons. Okay. So there's the web series that's just online, mm-hmm. and it gets updated twice a month. And then okay. there's... She's released books um, as well that is the web series, but just printed. Oh, uh-huh. um, And four of them are out. And if I remember right, four goes through, I think, a little further than season two. Okay. So that's as far as we have right now of like the canon. We have we have a lot more after season oh. two in terms of canon, but oh, the printed okay. books are not caught up to the web series. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So. so you have a little bit inkling of like what might happen in season three if the show stays true to the book. Yeah. The comic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I want to know, so I need to read the comic. Now. You should read it. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, another character that I think is interesting in terms of the comics is Ben. Because uh-huh. Ben is only in the comics. He's only up to the end of season one oh. in the comics. He's not in, like, anything. He, I mean, and I think Imogen, Imogen is also not in the comics. Okay. Um, so, nice like, addition. Ben and Imogen's relationship is not in the comics. Um, and, like, him as more of an antagonist in season two, it's, it's mostly, like, Harry in season yeah. two. And there's oh, not okay. really a big antagonist. I guess there's David. David's like a more of an antagonist. Oh yeah, Nick's brother. Yeah, yeah. Nick's yeah. brother. What did you think of Ben um, always wanting an apology, like wanting to apologize to Charlie? The thing with Ben is like, I felt bad for him because, you know, as the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So it was clear from the very beginning in season one that like, the reason he was you know being so cruel to Charlie was because he was he hated himself and he was going through his own shit and 
struggling to accept himself. So it was, it's just like, you know, that was hard to watch. And then it was hard to watch him want to give an apology when, like, that's not going to fix everything. And I think yeah. he was just so desperate to, like, to, feel like, better feel about like what he, he did. Fit. Yeah, yeah, because he yeah. just, like, he already hated himself before he did that. And then it, he just made it worse. And so you see him, like, kind of trying to make efforts to fix it, but you know, an apology's not going to do it. And I liked that, you know, Charlie and Nick made it clear that, like, just an apology is not good. Like, you know, they, Nick, or sorry, Charlie was like, I don't ever want to see you again. And that's, yeah. like, totally valid. Like, Charlie is not obligated to accept his apology or accept him back in his life anyway. But I thought it was nice that we at least get some closure where you know ben finally does get a chance to apologize and then they essentially close the chapter and are like hey we're moving on yeah we don't need and he's he's not gonna be in season three so okay so that's good because i feel like his storyline reached a really good like ending point for where yeah conclusion for where it needs to be i also think it's really interesting because nick in both seasons i think it's always in the back of his mind that he compares himself to ben Especially, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning when he asks Charlie to, like, keep the relationship a secret, you know? Yeah. And, like, he feels like he's hurting Charlie so much. And I think that's such a big thing for him about why he wants to come out so badly. Is yes. because he wants he to doesn't make it be easier like for Charlie. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be like Ben. And there's the scene. The, the Nick and Ben scenes, I think, are really good. Like, I just think the dialogue is really good and it's really interesting. Like, there's mm-hmm. the one... um when they're, like, get kicked out of study hall. Uh-huh. And, you know, Ben's like, does Charlie know you don't want to come out? And Nick's like, I do want to come out, you know? And yeah. he basically says, like, you're you're just like me, you know? You're doing, you're hurting him just as much as I hurt him. And he's like, Ugh. And you can see, like, when he says that, like, you can see him be like, ah, am I, though? And, like, he doubts it and he questions it. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, baby Nick, you're not. You're not. I you're know. perfect. Like, I know. You've so never done anything him. wrong. I know. And then the other scene is when um, they're in Paris at the Eiffel Tower at the bottom, and he has to do the worksheet with him. Oh, yeah. And and he tells, I think, like, doesn't Ben tell tell Nick, like, he, I still like him and I, like, want him back, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was like, you stole him from me. Yeah, you stole him from me, yeah. And it just kind of, to me, goes to show, like, how Ben just does not understand what he did and he doesn't understand what he's still doing he's not like i think i think that apologies if you really have changed and like you really understand what you did wrong and you're like for me i just i just want to tell you i'm sorry you don't have to accept that but i just want Mm -hmm. you to know that i i think i did a bad thing you Mm -hmm. know and i don't need to be a part of your life anymore but like sorry i did that and that's Mm -hmm. it like i think Totally warranted, um, but the fact that he just keeps doing things that hurt Nick and Charlie, and then mm-hmm. still want to push this apology, I think is really telling of, like, he hasn't changed. Agreed. And I think, like, there's that, at the art show, there's, like, the wave, you know, the rainbow wave, and he mm-hmm. comes so close to coming towards it, and then yeah. turns and walks away. You're just yeah. like, oh. I know, that just, made me sad. I was so sad, because it's like, it just reminds me of like every person I know who actively decides to hate people you know 
mm-hmm. just for no reason. And I'm like, just don't do it. You would be so much happier if you just stopped being such a jerk. <laughs> you know, like yeah, just let it go. Let it go. I was. I think it was really good for Charlie to you know be able to tell him because Charlie for so long like Nick made him feel like crap about himself or sorry yeah. uh Ben made Charlie ben, feel like yeah, crap yeah, about yeah, himself. Yeah yeah. And so Charlie could never really stand up to him and and Nick would just say or sorry I'm mixing up all these names and Ben would just say the worst stuff to him and Charlie would just take it. And so it was nice to see you know at the conclusion of that storyline Charlie finally stands up for himself and Ben yeah. like finally listens and we don't really know if we don't really get to see whether or not he's changed but he at least listens for once for sure, and that's for sure. as far as he gets oh, the show is just so well written i just think it's so interesting that they have I mean, she just follows through on everything yes do you want to keep talking about characters or should we talk about like some specific i do scenes? because i re- <laughs> i really want to talk about um mr ajayi and mr farouk oh! I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them, too. My favorite <laughs> thing about Mr. Farouk is when Darcy posts her Instagram post from Paris, and it says, like, I think Mr. Uh-huh. Farouk enjoyed Paris at least, and it's, like, zoomed in on a picture of him, like, making a stupid face. I love that. Like, what teenage kid has not, like, has a teacher that they're, like, you know, this dude's kind of weird, and they just make fun of him all the time. Oh, iconic. Iconic. I love it. It was so funny. It was also just, like, really fitting, like, the really clever to throw in, like, well, at least Mr. Farouk had a good time because we know yeah. what happened between him oh, and... yeah. I did not even think about that. Like, he did have a good when time. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh, he did have a good time. And I love that for him. I love the... I love all the teachers. Like, I love Miss, Miss Singh, too. Yes! Oh. First of all, iconic that there's a woman coaching, you know, boys rugby. And um, I think it was... I mean, it's a small moment, and I don't remember if it's in season one or season two, but where I think Nick is... Is it Nick or Charlie that's in her office and she, like, mentions that she has a wife? Yeah, it's so it's after she catches Nick and Charlie Mackin in the shed. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I love that scene so much. But I like that they get, like, a safe adult yeah. in her. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really I think, sweet. like, I think she's kind of the safe adult at school for Nick. And I think Mr. Ajayi mm-hmm. is for Charlie. Because, yes. like, the the story is that when... Charlie was getting bullied really badly. He would hide in the art room with, and he would like mm-hmm. eat lunch with Mr. Ajayi. And Mr. I, I think that that's like the teacher that he told that he was being bullied. And that's like how yeah. it got started like to get fixed. Yeah. And Mr. Ajayi is like a really great, like, like kind of support for Charlie to lean on as he's going through that. He always knows he can go eat in his classroom if he needs yeah. to. But I also like that Mr. Ajayi is not afraid to like, push him yeah be like charlie you've been eating in here a lot like what's going on yeah what are you doing about it or like when charlie says like what do you do when you have a crush on a straight boy and he's like i don't know i just suffered like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like he's like or you could put distance between you and he's like well that's not gonna happen and he goes well i guess you're gonna have to suffer <laughs> yeah. he just tells it like it is so true and i really appreciated that about him and then the the scene between mr ajayi and mr farouk was just so great because Mr. Farouk's like, are you flirting with me? And he's like... And Mr. Ajay is just like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thanks for picking up on it. And I also, I also just thought it was important that um, we got a scene where, you know, Mr. Farouk s- essentially says, like, like Mr. Ajay is talking about the shenanigans he got yeah. up to as a gay teen. Yeah. And Mr. Farouk is like, I, you know, I didn't come out till my late 20s. So, you know, I, I'm past that point. I don't get to have fun. I don't get to be happy. And, um, and I think a lot of people who discover their sexuality later in life feel that way. I mean, I so think, I think just it's a really lot of nice people, that the show acknowledged that. I just think a lot of people feel like after you're 25, your, your life is boring, but it's not. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a great Even time. The teachers, they get to have their, <laughs> yeah. their happy Adults little moment. Adults can have fun too, believe it or not. Yes. Yeah. I, I am obsessed with them. I love them. Um, I also love when... Miss Singh is like, it, tell him we need more chaperones. Like, tell him to come. Yeah. And she's like peeking over his shoulder and he's like, no. Trying to peek at his no. phone. <laughs> you don't get to see. No. Yeah. That was really wholesome. Yeah. Like all the gay teachers. And I, I liked their conversation too. When Mr. Ajayi just like straight up is like, you remember how we slept together in Paris? Like, do you remember that yeah. happened? And he's like, ugh. He doesn't shy away yeah, from Yeah. And it. he's, and I love how he just goes for it. When Mr. Fruk like kind of starts to backtrack a little bit and be like yeah we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have and he was like oh i was gonna say like maybe we should just go to dinner you know and yeah. i just love the confidence i know here for it what did you think of tori Ooh, icon first of all i just love how she like always has her cup that she's drink. drinking out of yeah yeah she always has that in the comic she always is drinking something oh that's cute i think she's such an interesting character because as like an older sister she doesn't like she's not in Nick's friend group. She lets him like in Charlie's friend group. She like lets him do his thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then she's always there for him. Like there's the scene in season 1 where he's like playing the drums and he's like really mad yes. and she like comes in. Yes. And he says something like like sometimes I just feel like it would be better if I didn't exist. And she says or or something I don't remember if he says that or if he says just like I feel like I'm a bother to people, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, you you don't bug me," you know. I'm happier yeah. in my life. And I just think that's so important that, like, he has this sister who shows him, you know, she recognizes that he's going through something hard. She's not going to fight his battles for him. Right. She's going to she's gonna let him do his thing, but she's going to be there. And she's going to, you know, cry with him when he's going through something hard. And she's going to celebrate him. I love the line when, after he tells her that he and Nick are dating, she goes, good for you. Your crush on him was super embarrassing. <laughs> yeah i think that line is so funny she was super funny and i just loved like her just like deadpan delivery of every line yeah it was really well done and then i liked how um at the end towards the end of season two when they have that disastrous dinner party that she is totally defending him against david David. that's the brother's name right yeah when david's like on the phone with whoever and he's like so stupid and she kicks his phone down the she stairs. kicks his phone i was like queen iconic. shit iconic yes i love tori love love, love i hope tori. we get to see more of her so like if she'll get a love story or a any kind so of story alice osmond's first book is a book called solitaire and okay. it is about tori oh Tori's the main character and nick and charlie are like very small side characters. I haven't read it, but from what I understand, Nick and Charlie are side characters in Solitaire. And so that's like where they originate from. 
So Interesting. Okay, well, now I want to read it. She was, like, one of the most iconic side characters. I... There are a lot of, of, like, a lot of the times in promotional interviews, the people ask the different cast members, like, if you could be any other character, who would you be? And a lot of them are like, Tori. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Obsessed. I agree. I think she's really cool. I want to be her friend. I want to talk about, like, the cutest Nick and Charlie moments. Yes. Because um, there are so many. But, like, what are the ones that stood out to you that were, like, oh, my gosh, just so, like... The heart stopper moments, you know, where your heart goes pita pata pita pata. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I wrote down some reactions, so I'm like looking through them to oh, see yes. which scenes I I really react. I think to. we should. I think we should end talking about the finale because that's like yes, the, the deepest scene. But I want to talk about the cute stuff first before we get too deep. Just like I have some random little like kind of details, not necessarily Nick and Charlie scenes, but I love that. Uh, Charlie in season one has his phone background. It just says gay panic. Gay panic. Because it's like so perfect for what he's going through. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) I also just have to say, I love that this show, I just feel like really depicts how Gen Z communicates. Like there's a lot of scenes where they're just texting. And so you have to really be watching the screen because you're just watching them text each other. And I I think a lot of um, modern TV struggles to like depict what you know those written conversations look like and this was so perfect like it looked exactly like the way i texted my friends um one criticism from a lot of fans are is just why are they using instagram messenger i know i clearly have each other's numbers like (laughs) i was like just have an iMessage group chat (laughs) yeah like so weird (laughs) but it is kind of weird but they just want to I wonder if Instagram. Netflix is like getting paid or something by Instagram for yeah, it. That might be why. That definitely That's probably is why. Aw. Another thing I thought was like if one of them has an Android, which I don't remember, I didn't pay enough attention, but then maybe they didn't want the green messages, which is like a very teenager mm. thing. So they Such a teenage thing. Needed to yeah. have their group chats on Instagram. I don't know. And well, and then I also liked how Instagram posts was like an important part of the show yes. as well. Like when Man, Nick does Nick his first posts post. So much on Instagram. I know. I, I all of like, his captions are iconic, though. Like I know he's so good at having just like, uh, like every time I post on Instagram, I think about it for like four days what my caption is gonna be. Oh, same. Um, and his are just like, you know, Paris X. You know, just like I'm like perfect, succinct. Make this man a copywriter. Yeah. Like he's so great. Like he <laughs> can do it all. And like yeah. his coming out post, perfect. Like, the boyfriends, and then I'm bi, actually. So cute. Yeah. So cute. So cute. Love it. And then, like, yeah. they're going through the comments and, like, kind of, like, unsure how to feel about it. I just felt like that was a pretty realistic depiction yeah. of what happens on Instagram when someone comes yeah. out. Yeah. So, um, that's, like, a side note that I thought was kind of a good detail about the show. Also, all the Googling. Like, Nick Googling, am I gay? Googling, am I gay? Iconic. <laughs> so funny. Like, watching a YouTube video about it. Yeah, like, no, that was sweet. So real. I think, so I think real. that's, like, I think that's really good, though, to show that that's how a lot of people, like, start out thinking about, like, am I gay? You know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what do I do? I Google it. And I think it's, like, it, it's good to show that even if you don't have people that support you in your immediate life, there mm-hmm. are people who will talk to you. You know, there are people who have gone through what you're going through and they're happy to share their story and they, you know, 
I think it's beautiful. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, back to, like, cute moments of Nick and Charlie. I think one of my favorites is, which we already kind of touched on, is their first kiss scene. Because I love that they they kiss, but and then they pull back, and then you see that they're... So they've, like, touched pinkies. And then they're, like, talking, and, like, will you kiss I me? Know. They kiss, they pull back, and they're still touching pinkies. <laughs> that was so I know. cute! Was it was so cute! So, so, so cute! I, like, already want to go watch that scene again. I know! Ugh. And I, I love that scene because they have, like, a little kiss, a little tentative kiss. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, go back in for another one. And it's, like, they're more into it, you know? Like, Nick is, yeah. like, okay, no, I did want to kiss him. I'm into this, you know? Yeah. And they only get interrupted. Like, they he only breaks off the kiss because he gets, like, a jump scare, you know? Mm-hmm. And he freaks out a little bit and runs away. But uh, I love, too, like, the end scene where he, like opens the door and he's there like dripping wet like yeah like hi (laughs) so cute cute. i just love all the little like hi 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 it's like their little catchphrase hi hi yeah say hi i just look so cute super Um, cute i love the the next time that he like sees him so because like he runs away like charlie's upset and thinks they like totally Mm -hmm. screwed it up and then he comes back and I just, I think it's so telling of Charlie's character and, like, what he's gone through. He's always worried that he is upsetting people. Yeah. You know? And so he, he, like, apologizes to Nick. He's like, I shouldn't have kissed you. That was so stupid. And Nick is like, no, I wanted you to kiss me. Like, I wanted it, and I like you. And I, he, he, I love that they had that moment where he was able to say, um, the line, it's in the comic, too, where he says, um, I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a good line. That was such, such a good a line. Because it's, it's in a part that's serious, but it's a really funny line, you uh-huh. know? Um, yeah, the show does think- a good job of that, like, the serious scenes are properly addressed, but they don't get to the point that they're so heavy that it's, like you know really depressing. difficult to watch because that just, just like changes so the tone of the show it keeps a yeah. light-hearted tone the whole time yeah and i think totally. it's, it's really impressive how it does that i i think another line that's really funny is when um charlie goes so does this mean we're boyfriends and nick goes yeah was that not clear the last 10 times we made out <laughs> <laughs> but so i love funny. that they got that moment where they like get to acknowledge like okay we are boyfriends yeah yeah we Obviously. are boyfriends it's so cute when they're on the Eiffel Tower and some guy says to Nick, like, Nick, was it you that gave Charlie that picky? Oh, yeah, and he that goes, scene was so cute. He goes, what if it was? Are you jealous? <laughs> and I thought that was such a good comeback. Yeah. Um, a lot and of I good love comebacks too, in this show. When then they're, like, talking about it later and Nick is like, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't hang out because people are going to think it's you. And he goes you know, it, it was me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it actually was me, dude. Like, I, I just think it's so cute. Yeah, that Love whole, it. the just, like, subplot about the hickey was just so funny. This wasn't, this is not a Nick and Charlie scene, but I just, I enjoyed the scene when they're playing Spin the Bottle and uh, Tao, oh, like, yeah. crawls toward Come, Charlie so dramatically. I know so you've loved me for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
just I thought their friendship was really wholesome because like they clearly care about each other so much and yeah. Tao is such a good friend and and Nick's face if you yeah. go back and watch it Nick's face is like oh my gosh <laughs> he's like I can't believe it oh my gosh also Tao and it. Nick have a lot of really sweet moments like because yeah. from the beginning Tao is like mad at him because he thinks he's straight and leading Charlie on and yeah. And so they, like, have this exchange. I remember in the bowling alley where they sit next to each other and it's really awkward and tense. And then Tao just hands uh, his fries over to Nick. Chip? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he brings his back. He's like, I'm mad at you, by the way, or I hate you or whatever. I don't remember what he says, but he, like, berates Nick for because he thinks he sucks. And then slowly but surely, like, they start to form a friendship. Well, there's a, there's a mirror moment in season two when they're, like, putting together the prom, and he comes and sits down by him, and he goes, yes. crisp, you know? Crisp. And <laughs> I know, British people are so, so British. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I I also love their friendship, because you see how, I, I love, too, because Tao says in season two, like, everybody's an idiot for assuming that you're straight. And he goes, myself included. You know? Yes. Yes. So I just love that about Tao's character is that he's humble and he's willing to admit when he's wrong and he's willing to change. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him. Yeah. Kind of switching a little bit. One thing that I think is so good about this show is the music. Yes. It, I listen to the soundtrack all the time and it, every time I listen to the soundtrack, I feel the feels that I felt when watching the scenes and I feel like that scene, especially, there's a song at the end when Charlie is, like, walking home and there's, like, the sunset behind him and uh-huh. the song just, like, swells. Whew, it gets me every time. I think, Sounds like I, I need to rewatch it. Oh, yes, please do. To, like, please appreciate. Because I feel like there will be other things I notice now that I know what the whole storyline is. And now that I know that a lot of the shenanigans scenes are ad-libbed, I'm obsessed with that. I'm so glad. Like, that I'm is so, so telling of, like, the chemistry between the actors and just, like, the talent and the way that they all know their characters. Because yeah. it just really, the friendship and just, like, joy that comes across yeah. in all those scenes is so prominent. Season two had a lot more. Like, there's, in the very beginning of season two, there's, like, the montage of, like, all the times they're making out. Mm-hmm. And there's one scene where they're playing Mario Kart, which I thought you'd appreciate, by the way. Yes, um, <laughs> I did. I love the Mario Kart um, shout out. For those who don't know, Mario Kart um, and Riley are best friends. She loves Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> um, but there's, like, he loses and then Charlie, like, ruffles his hair. Mm-hmm. And Kit Connor breaks character. And it, he breaks character and says, that was out of, like, that was uncalled for. And Oh, that, that was ad-libbed? That was ad-libbed. Wait, that was so cute. It was so cute, and they kept it in, and I love that. No, I love, love that, because I thought, I mean, I wouldn't have known it was ad-libbed. It seemed totally in character, yeah. because Charlie and Nick's relationship is so, like, you know, they're just Teasy. always joking, teasing so each cute. other. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, like, so um, Tao and Elle, when they go to that museum, and there's, like, one scene where Elle, they're both staring at a painting, and Tao turns to Ellen and goes, like, ah! And, like, scares her. Uh-huh. And she, like, turns around and is like, oh, my gosh! And, like, hits him. That was ad-libbed. Oh, my gosh. There's um, the bonfire scene when Nick and Charlie are, like, laying on the ground. And, like, Nick's taking pictures of Charlie. Uh-huh. Ad-libbed. They're just so talented. Wow. That's so interesting, like, how much of it was ad-libbed. 
I just feel like that's that's rare, like with shows, for you know there to be just because so many shows these days are so heavily plot driven because it's like it's hard for shows to get renewed and so they have to throw so much plot into you know small amounts. I think so. Shadow and that's bone. One thing that's so um, yeah. <laughs> The Don't show was, started. like, so refreshing compared to that. It was so refreshing. And I think that's one thing that's so good about it is that it's not, like, it's simultaneously so complex and not complex. Like, I think that's yes. something for me in terms of art that really attracts me to art is when there are th- everyday things mm-hmm. and we see the beauty and the complexity in little things. Yes. So, yes. And something this show does. Show really well um along with the what you were saying about the music i also really loved the set design and the color grading in this show like everything was so vibrant and just like warm and then the the teenagers bedrooms man i want my bedroom to look like that especially tao's bedroom like with all Uh, the polaroids and all the movie posters i just thought that everything was so well designed and looked so cool and like fitting for each Which, character. it's so cool because that is something that is in the comics. Their rooms are oh, all in the comics. Really? So Alice designed those. <gasps> oh my god! So gosh. it's so cool because you're, she's just so talented not only at you know, I'm like, there's set dressers and everything like that, but the idea is sure. all of it comes from her creation and I love her. Oh, really? So like the all of the rooms are designed. I don't in the remember comics. specifically with Tao's, but Nick and Charlie's, yes. Okay. Sure. Like oh the gosh. music neon sign, that's uh-huh. in. Um, and like it looks the same. Oh my god. You gotta read these comics. Cool. I've you got do to. It. Um, so what other cool. notes? Anything else you I was have? gonna say anything else in your notes. I'm just looking through my reactions and the rest of my um, <laughs> notes that I already haven't talked about are things like are just little things like in season one i was like does charlie have parents like there's just no parents and then one of my notes from episode three okay charlie has a dad nice and then like his parents suddenly appear in season two and ground him and i'm like oh lol okay so charlie actually has parents and they and they have rules (laughs) another note i put is oh god i can't stop binging (laughs) it's like once you start I it's impossible there I mean I am a chronic binger so I I will binge something that's not good I binged the summer I turned pretty but (laughs) 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 two seasons I did um but this show is impossible to stop it I think part of it the episodes aren't very long so it just makes you feel like Mm -hmm. ah, just one more but yeah with so many other shows and books too like the two characters get together in the love story and then it just like gets boring because yeah. they're just like together it, a lot it, of it writers ends. don't know how to depict a happy relationship yeah a lot of the time it either the book or the story ends at that point and yeah i'm always whenever it ends i'm always like but they're not gonna stay together <laughs> like they're not right. Endgame, right or it's just a snooze or they have to throw in some fake conflict. Yes. That you know, they is have to have, like, a love triangle or something stupid. Yeah. Something dumb to, like, yeah, mess it up. So I was worried going into season two. I was like, oh, are we going to have to see, like, Charlie and Nick, you know, have a fight or something? Like, I don't want to see that. And we didn't. We just got to see them, like, still having their happy little relationship, but just, like, going through 
you know, getting to know each other better and getting to know each other's, um, you know, like challenges better and going yeah. through that. Yeah. And it so it made it still like engaging and fun to watch their love story progress, even though they're in a happy relationship. Like it wasn't a snooze. And I just yeah. think that's so well done. I think that's pretty hard to do. So yeah. I was really impressed by that. I agree. I agree. I just, I think, um, so the last scene is so beautifully written. I mean, Nick is clearly very nervous about bringing mm-hmm. up this topic, but he's so worried. Mm-hmm. And and I think, like, there's the scene where he's talking to Tao, and mm-hmm. he says, like, Charlie doesn't talk to me about the bullying thing. Yeah. And Tao says he's never talked to me about it either. And you see in his face just how, like, worried he is. Mm-hmm. And how scared he is for Charlie. And so I love just, like, how he has to be brave and just bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think he says the, the perfect things. He tells Charlie, I know you want to, you always want to pretend like you're perfect and fine, and I know you're mm-hmm. trying to make me happy, and I know you're trying to make me comfortable, but you don't have to be perfect with me. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what a relationship is, is showing me who you are and... I think that Charlie's responses are really real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really nice to see him just like really open up to Nick in that moment and be like, I'm really scared of like being a burden and, you know, weighing you down. And, and yet here I am like telling you this and Nick really makes it, gets to make it clear to him that like, he really wants, like, please, you can tell me you know, next time, if anything gets this bad, again, if you ever start really struggling, like, I'm here for you now. And, and I think because Charlie had to go through so much of the, you know, like the, the aftermath of the bullying alone, because um, clearly he didn't even really talk about it with Tao, and that's one of his closest friends. So it was sweet to see him like open up about the self-harm, which is a really heavy topic that's, I think, pretty hard to address in, um, in shows and like media in general and I just thought it was really nice how like you said Nick basically says the perfect thing which is just like is this still going on no okay well please tell me if it does and makes sure that he just like Charlie just knows he's there for him yeah and I think too it's telling that when Charlie tells him these things he doesn't freak out yeah he doesn't make him feel shame yeah for what has happened he just like he cries with him he Mm -hmm. holds him you know he makes him feel safe and comforted and loved and I love how you know when he says Charlie says why he's afraid and Nick says I'm your boyfriend you're my boyfriend like Mm -hmm. it it kills me every time I watch it because you know, he gets so close to the I love you. You know, he's I like, know. I love your hair. I love your eyes. And then you hear the click of the door and you're like, yeah. God damn it. Why? Dang it. <laughs> and at that point, I knew we were nearing the end of the episode. So I was like, oh, we're going to get a cliffhanger here where he doesn't I say I, I love you. The, the real you- question. <laughs> did he hit send? I think no, because I think they are going to want to say that in person. That's what I think. I think he types it out because he realizes it. And then he realizes, no, I need to say this to him in person. I'm trying to remember if in the comic, 
So in the comic, I really remember. do they say I love you over text or do they say it in person? They say it in person. Okay. But I don't know, like, I don't think it would be totally out of character for him to say it over text. No, I don't think it and would I, either. I'm not, I, like, some people are like, you have to say it in person. I don't think that's true. Like, sometimes, no. like, you're nervous and you just need to, like, get it out over text first. And that's fine. And they're teenagers. So, okay, here's the thing. Things I know about season three. Oh, yes. I I know that Alice has written the first episode. She posted about it. And okay. the first episode is titled Love. Okay. So I Cute. think... I know. I know. So I think <laughs> that that will happen in the first episode. Okay. Um, I know Joe Locke posted a picture earlier this week. That was, like, really blurry, but it looked like it was the table read. Oh, okay. So it seems like... And they were scheduled to start production in October. Um, okay. Like, if the writer's strike was over. Uh, which which is, it is. It is. So I think they've started stuff again. And then... I mean, I know... I, I have ideas about what the plot will be. Like, vague things I could say would probably be... I mean, obviously we're going to hear more about Charlie's eating disorder. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big thing for their relationship. I think we'll see stuff with Tao and Elle, with Elle moving away. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far away this other school is, but like, yeah, I think that will be that different. Clear. I think Tara and Darcy are going to have to deal more with Darcy's mom. You know? Yes. Figure that out. One thing that's interesting, um, Kizzy Edgel, who plays... Um, Darcy, um, she is out as queer, but has uh -huh. said publicly that she's, like, still kind of figuring herself out, and she doesn't uh -huh. want to, like, label anything yet, uh -huh. and she said once in an interview that Alice, she's had conversations with Alice Oseman where Alice has said, like, if you want, um, Darcy to be, like, non-binary or whatever, like, if you want her character to be reflective of you happy to do that you just tell me oh what you want. wait that's and, like, so sweet given her a lot of control and she said like if that's too much pressure we can make her very different from you so that uh -huh. it is a job you know yeah, yeah 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 and you feel some separation there and so i think that's really beautiful i just think alice yeah is so yeah oh do you think imogen is is imogen potentially is by I think there's definitely hints about it. I yeah. think it's interesting because she said a couple things. Like, she says something after breaking up with Ben. Like, everything would just be so much easier if I were into girls. And Charlie mm -hmm. and Nick are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think there's been, like, a few little hints here and there about it. And there was, like, there's something, like, in Spin the Bottle where um, Imogen says something like, last summer... Um, or no, Zahar says, last summer, Imogen got a boyfriend and then stopped texting me, and Imogen's like, that's totally not what happened, you know? Oh, and, uh -huh. and then Zahar is, like, playing guitar on stage and has, like, the little yes or little musical notes. They have that so, little moment. I could see, I mean, Zahar, did, Zahar said she was bi, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's she did, because said. Imogen is like, I'm not the only token ally anymore, and then Zahar's like, excuse me, I'm bi. And then yeah. Imogen is like, oh, wait, like she's shocked. And she's like, oh my gosh, Zahar, I didn't know. And then they like kind of run off the screen. But when that happened, I was like, oh, 
interesting. Did she only not do anything because she thought she was straight? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's some memes, um, which I, I think Alice Osman has, like, shared a couple of them, so I think she's, like, in on the joke. But there have been some memes where, like, Alice Oseman, everyone's gay, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay, you know? Because <laughs> it's true. And, like, somebody was like, what's the statistical probability that all these people are, <laughs> like, in a in a normal, you know, boys' school in England, that this many people are queer? <laughs> so that is funny. But I love yeah. it. I love that every character I love it, too. I love it, too. queer in we some way. We need it. We need yeah. it so badly. That representation is so important. And also... There's a lot of uh, racial diversity in this show. Yeah, yeah, there is. I thought there was is. really great. Yeah. So overall, I give this a ten out of ten. I don't usually rate so shows, glad. but I'm so glad. I, I love have been show. telling every person in my life to watch this show, and you're the first one to actually do it. I don't know why people Amazing. don't believe me, but maybe it's because I'm too crazy about it. But. Well, Man, I love this the show. thing is, like, I believed you, but I knew, because I knew some stuff about the show. I know a couple other people who were obsessed with it. Mm. And so I knew that upon watching it, I would become obsessed. And sometimes it's, like, intimidating going into something knowing that I'm going to be obsessed, because I just have to be, like, emotionally prepared for that. Well, and isn't that so why that's you have this podcast, off... Riley? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that you can get it out. I know. About the things you're to obsessed be obsessed with, with things. <laughs> no, this podcast actually does, like, force me to consume content that i'm like i'm like almost too scared to do otherwise because i know i'll be so obsessed like being obsessed with stuff takes a lot of emotional energy it does so it's it really fun does. but it's i'm like I, I need to go like research now all these actors and like i want to start watching interviews and learning more about They're them and so get invested cute. in like the online fandom yeah cause... i think the i want to say that the comic updates every 5th and 20th so we should be getting another update oh soon. Okay, I need to start Last update was really good, so I'm up to date with the comic. Well, that was our Heartstopper review. Yes, very I'm fun. I'm officially obsessed. I'm very glad that Abby has gotten me into this show. Well, and we'll have to tell Sam. We have to make Sam watch it. I know. Now we have to make Sam watch it so she can listen to this episode of her own podcast as she's I know. On. Wow. <laughs> what an experience. What an experience I know. for Sam. I know. Sam, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> And Sam, if you're listening, um, I love you, and this is my formal request for you to one day move by me. I need friends. I've heard you might be slightly interested in moving back to the East Coast, and um, formally, I request your presence here. So... I'll make sure to leave this in so she gets the message when she finally listens. Please do. All right. Please do. Well, with that, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this very long episode about this very heartwarming show. Um, stay I mean, tuned. Two seasons. I know. We had a lot to, we really did have a lot to cover. Come back every Tuesday for new episodes. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any new episodes. We have some fun fall content coming out soon. We're going to be reviewing Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber as well as, um, the Ninth House series by Lee Bardugo. Oh my god! Uh, and some other. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, excited! Is this the first time you're hearing this? As a, as your number one fan, I am psyched. Wait, have you read Ninth House? I no, read but I I it's on my list. It's on my TBR. Same. My very long TBR. I have it on my shelf. It stares at me. So I'm super excited to read it. Spooky season is the perfect time. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
So yay, stay tuned for um, the cozy fall content and find us on Instagram, email us. All that stuff is in our show notes. If you want to talk about Heartstopper with somebody, DM me at Abby at A Tree 13. Please. I need more people to talk about this show with. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it at A Tree 13. Send her a DM. Slide into the DMs just to talk about Heartstopper. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.